What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi guys, it is me, Niall, once again, and today we are going to be recapping week 20 of the Premier League. It was a crazy week filled with a ton of upsets and just a ton of incredible storylines. So let's get straight into it. So let's start with Aston Villa versus Leeds United and what was a 2-1 win for Aston Villa. Unai Emery's side now has a three-game unbeaten streak in the Premier League after their 2-1 win against Leeds United. And it would be the worst start possibly imagined for Jesse Marsh's side as Leon Bailey scored in the second minute to give Villa the lead. It all started from Leeds' own corner kick as the defense for Aston Villa sent out a brilliant ball to Kamara, who then picked out a great pass to Bailey as he scored. In the 22nd minute, Aronson picked out a brilliant pass from a free kick to Rodrigo, but he was brought down by Douglas Luiz and clattered into Emmy Martinez. There was no penalty given, which I personally think is ridiculous, as Luis has his hands on Rodrigo and, in my opinion, clearly pulls him back. Leeds really started to find their feet in the game as Rodrigo was through on goal in the 42nd minute as he ran past Martinez as he rushed out of his net, but Moreno made a brilliant challenge to prevent the ball from going to goal, a chance that he should have capitalized on. Leeds United would have another chance to score in the 45th minute after a wonderful cross from Ailing to find Harrison, but Martinez makes a great save to deny him. Rodrigo would score what could have been the tying goal in the 46th minute, but the goal was called back because it was offside. It was a very close call, however. Ashley Young made a brilliant tackle in the 64th minute to make sure that Adams was not through on goal. And Leeds, or excuse me, Aston Villa's second goal would finally come in the 64th minute. Bailey would have a shot at goal that was saved by Messlier, but Buendia did well to follow the shot through as he headed the ball into the back of the net. The goal was originally called offside, but after review from Barr, the goal was given. A much-needed goal to give some security to Villa as Leeds were breathing upon their necks. Alex Moreno could have put the game to bed in the 71st minute, but his shot hit the side netting. 
Bamford would come on as a substitute and definitely made his mark on the game as he scored in the 82nd minute to put his side back in the game. It was his first goal for over a year. Leeds could have found their equalizer in the fourth minute of stoppage time as a ball from a set piece really tested Villa's defense. Minx had to clear the ball and it just went wide. He could have scored an own goal to turn Aston Villa's fortunes upside down. It was not a great performance from Aston Villa by any stretch, but they got the job done. Emery really seems to be turning the ship around at Villa as they are now in 11th place in the Premier League, just three points behind Chelsea. Leeds will be disappointed that they did not get anything out of this game. Jesse Marsh rightly pointed out post-game that he thought and he his opinion that they were the better team. However, they cannot put any of their chances away. And Leeds are now in 14th place, just three points away from the relegation zone. Now let's look at Manchester United versus Manchester City and what was a 2-1 win for Manchester United. Um, Manchester was an unusual color for the first time in a while. Red. This was all because of a big win for Manchester United against the defending champions, Manchester City. The first big chance of the match would come in the 10th minute. City would give the ball away to Rashford as he then found Eriksen. Eriksen would then find the run of Fernandez as he shot the ball across the face of goal from a tight angle. Cancelo made a brilliant challenge to prevent the ball from reaching the feet of Rashford in the 14th minute as he was in the scoring position. United's deadly transition on the counter was really causing problems for the City defense. Holland had a chance to score in the 23rd minute, but United's defense shut him out well as he could not manage to get a good enough shot on goal. Another chance would come for Rashford in the 33rd minute after a brilliant ball from Fernandez found Rashford as he was making a good run. Ederson was wildly rushing out of goal to the point that Rashford went past him and was thrown goal, but his shot was blocked by Akanji. Rashford was really a threat with his blistering pace. Ericsson made a great pass to him in the 37th minute as he made a great run, but Ederson did well to stop him from getting any shot on goal. There would be a worry for Rashford in the 40th minute as he would suffer an injury after a challenge from Akanji. However, he would be able to carry on in the second half. The first goal of the derby would come in the 60th minute from Jack Grealish, making an impact off the bench. It was a great run from De Bruyne into the box as he played a great cross to find Grealish as he headed the ball into the back of the net. And I know probably a lot of you were thinking, okay, here we go again. City is going to find a way to, to win. However, not so fast. Bruno Fernandes would score in the 70th minute to tie the match for United. The goal was originally called back because of an offside run from Marcus Rashford. However, he does not touch the ball, so the goal is counted. Definitely a controversial goal, but by the letter of the law, it is the correct call. Old Trafford would erupt, and I mean erupt, in the 82nd minute as Rashford would score to give Manchester United the lead from behind. An incredible turn at events. Fernandez picked out a great pass to Garnacho, and then Garnacho tries to make a play with the ball. However, the ball goes back to him after it bounces off of Walker. And then he does this clever reversal move past Ake and then sends a great cross across the box to find Rashford as he made a brilliant run and scored. The young Argentine came on as a substitute and could not have asked for a better way to impact the match. And Marcus Rashford just seems to keep on scoring. He, right now for me, is the most informed player in the Premier League. It was a big statement match for United. Eric Ten Hag has really seen to turn this side into a unit. 
it doesn't seem to no longer be a unit of individual talent, but rather it seems to be more of a collective team now. And this was a win that will definitely be remembered. It is not unreasonable at all, I think, to suggest that United are now in the title race. With this win, they are now fourth in the Premier League and are one point behind City. Big disappointment for City. They were defensively fragile and could not seem to handle the blistering pace of United. It was always going to be a hard match, but City could have ended being five points behind Arsenal with the win. However, they are now instead eight points behind them with this loss. With the form that Arsenal are in, the gap is increasing and it will become much harder for City to catch up. Now let's look at Wolves' win against West Ham. It was a 1-0 win for Wolves. West Ham was really finding themselves tested by the threat that Wolves have. Semedo made a good pass that could have found Podence, but Kufal made a good clearance to deny the ball from reaching his path. And Kufal would have a great chance to score in the 30th minute to give West Ham the lead, but his shot was blocked by a Wolves defender. Potence would finally score a breakaway goal in the 48th minute to give Wolves the lead. It was a brilliant transition from defense to attack. West Ham was able to only make half a clearance after a pass from Nunez. The ball then found the feet of Potence as he puts it past Fabianski. Neves was close to scoring a second goal in the 74th minute after a brilliant pass once again from Nunez, but the shot hit the post. The ball that hit the post then bounced to Aitnuri, but his shot would hit the post as well. Raul Jimenez would score in the 95th minute to double the lead, but the goal was called back because it was offside. A big three points for Wolves as they try to stay away from the relegation zone, while West Ham are now 18th in the Premier League relegation zone. Things are really not looking good for West Ham. They are a team with plenty of potential, and yet they are massively underperforming. Now let's look at Nottingham's 2-0 win over Leicester City. Barnes would have a great chance after a great cross from Albrighton to give Leicester the lead in the 14th minute, but his shot went wide. It was a chance that he should have capitalized on. Thielmans had a good shot in the 19th minute that could have possibly ended up in the back of the net, but it was deflected and crept past the post. Brendan Johnson would score in the 55th minute to give Nottingham the lead. It was a great pass from Gibbs White that found Johnson as he went around the rushing Danny Ward and slotted the ball into the back of the net. The goal was originally disallowed by Vara as they deemed it to be offside. However, the goal was counted after further review. The run from Johnson was tight, but well-timed. Leicester was not able to deal with the counter-attacking threat from Nottingham when conceding that first goal. And Johnson would score again in the 84th minute with what ultimately sealed the three points for Nottingham in the East Midlands Derby. It was an amazing performance from him and also from Gibbs White, as he was once again responsible with the assist as... He turned past his opponent and made a brilliant pass with the outside of his foot to find Johnson. A well-deserved win from Nottingham with a beautiful counter-attacking display. They are now 13th in the Premier League, and Leicester is now 15th in the Premier League in what is now three games with a loss. Now, this is probably the biggest result of the weekend, in my opinion. Brighton's 3-0 win against Liverpool. Brian put on a world-class display. The Seagulls caused problems for Liverpool from the start. March looked like he was about to score for Brian in the 14th minute until Trent Alexander-Arnold made a great clearance. Brian had another chance to score in soon after that, but they did not make the most of what was a good opening for them. Cody Gakpo could have had a chance to score in the 19th minute 
as he was on the run, but he cannot catch up to the ball that was played by Ox. Liverpool's first shot of the game came in the 25th minute. The first time that Brighton's backline was tested was in the 27th minute when Salah went 1v1 against Colwell. Sanchez even had to come out to make a challenge. Matoma would have a great chance to score after a beautiful through ball from 18-year-old centre-back Levi Colwell. However, his effort went wide. Brighton were constantly providing problems for Liverpool on the wing. Ferguson had a great opportunity to score right before the end of the first half, but could not get enough power on the shot. Brighton would finally get their reward in the 46th minute as March scored to give them the lead. It all started from just a poor giveaway from Matip. McAllister won the ball and passed it to Lalana. He then found Matoma, who then made a great pass to March, and it was March's first goal at the MX Stadium since September 2020. And boy, oh boy, what a big goal for him. Brighton would then score a second goal in the 52nd minute to extend their lead, and it was March again, as it was a great strike into the far corner. He was able to hit the ball perfectly, even though it was underneath him. A great pass from Ferguson is what started it all. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain had a chance to get Liverpool back into the game in the 54th minute after a great cross from Trent Alexander-Arnold, but he could not get enough contact on the ball. Elliott had a clear-cut chance on goal in the 75th minute, but his shot went wide. It just did not seem to be Liverpool's night. Yakpo would have a good chance to score as well in the 77th minute after a good delivery from Trent, but he could not find the finishing touch. And Danny Welbeck would ultimately put the game to bed for Brighton in the 81st minute with a good touch, but also poor defending from Liverpool. Nobody dealt with the ball. They looked static. It was Welbeck's first Premier League goal of the season. A special win for Brighton as it was the first time ever they beat Liverpool in a top flight league home game. The three points for Brighton were really deserved as they outclassed Liverpool in pretty much all areas. Roberto de Zerbi has really gotten this team believing. He was supposed to be a replacement to Potter and the success that he has brought to Brighton. But he has really made Brighton a more dangerous team in my opinion. A team that plays great football and is not afraid. They are now 7th in the Premier League. However, questions once again have to be asked about Liverpool. This team looks far from the team that was known as Mentality Monsters. The Reds were poor in all areas of the pitch, the offense not do enough, and the defense looked like a headless chicken that had no sense of direction. At this moment, this team looks nowhere suited to make it to the top four. Liverpool are now in ninth place. So now let's look at Everton's 2-1 loss to Southampton. Onana would score in the 38th minute off a set piece to give Everton the lead and what was his first goal for Everton. It was good delivery from Damari Gray to Onana as he headed the ball into the back of the net. Awobi had a great chance to extend the lead for Everton in the 42nd minute after a curler went just wide. It would not be an ideal start to the second half for Everton, however, as Ward-Prowse would score in the 46th minute to bring Southampton back into the match. It was a good first touch and then chop as he strokes it in. A special goal as it was his 50th for Southampton. Calvert-Lewin was agonizingly close to bringing Everton back in the lead in the 55th minute as his deflected shot hit the post. Ben Godfrey had a big chance to score in the 70th minute after a brilliant delivery from Onana. The ball takes a touch off the goalkeeper and also takes Godfrey by surprise, so he was not able to get any good contact. 
Prost would score a incredible free kick in the 78th minute to give Southampton the lead from behind. If there's anybody that knows how to score on free kicks, it is this guy. It was poor from Anthony Gordon to concede the free kick that Southampton scored on in the first place. There are dark clouds hanging above Frank Lampard in Everton. Fans were very unhappy as Booz serenaded Goodison Park. Everton fans stayed behind after the game in protests against the board. And players are even confronted by fans after the match. Yuri Mina was confronted by a fan on the street. And the fan told him to show us, the fans, a bit of heart. The board of directors were even instructed to not attend this match because of threats to their safety and security. They are currently 19th in the Premier League, still suffering in the relegation zone. It was a much-needed win for Southampton as they want to escape the threat of relegation. They are currently all the way at the bottom of the Premier League. Now let's look at Brentford's 2-0 win against Bournemouth. Coming off a 3-1 win for Liverpool, Brentford were able to get another win against Bournemouth. Brentford would be awarded a penalty in the 36th minute after Tony was pulled back in the box. Individual errors are once again the trend here for Bournemouth. He was able to send the ball past Neto and into the net. It was his 13th goal of the season. He has had an incredible campaign so far. Bournemouth's best moment of the half came in the first minute of extra time in the first half as Billing made a shot that Raya had to make a firm save on. Raya was really tested in the 68th minute when Dembele had a great shot at goal but Raya was able to deal with it. Henson would score a delicious strike after a great ball across goal from De Silva in the 75th minute to make it 2-0 for Brentford. It was a good counter-attacking moment from Brentford. A great win for Thomas Rank's side as they are 8th in the Premier League. Bournemouth are currently in a hellfire. They are now one point off the bottom with the 6th straight defeat. It is their worst run in 4 decades. Now let's look at Chelsea's 1-0 win against Crystal Palace. Chelsea had a good start in the first couple of minutes. However, Crystal Palace would start to find their feet in the first half and would trouble Kepa as you'd have to make some important saves. Havertz would have a great chance to score in the 32nd minute after a great cross from Ziyech, but the header went just over. Another good chance would come for Chelsea in the 40th minute as Lewis Hall's shot went just wide. Schlupp had a chance to score off a corner just right before the end of the first half, but Kepa made the save. Chelsea would then have a big chance to score right before the end of the half, but Guaita was able to make a save. Havertz would finally head the ball in the back of the net in the 64th minute to give the Blues the lead after a great cross from Havertz, or Ziyech, excuse me. It was his sixth goal of the season. Aubameyang had a great chance to extend Chelsea's lead in the 70th minute, but Guaita made a good save. Havertz would have a big chance in the 79th minute, but was not able to get good enough contact to keep or to head the ball into the back of the net. Ducore had a great shot in the 85th minute that Kepa made a great save on. CP put great pressure on Chelsea in the final stages of the match, but were not able to get anything from it. It was a much-needed win for Chelsea after a three-game winless streak. They are now 10th in the Premier League, and they will need to continue with more wins. Chelsea's new young and talented signing Mudric will be anticipated to bring some energy to revitalize the squad. Now let's look at... Newcastle's 1-0 win against Fulham. Longstaff had a great chance to score in the fourth minute for Newcastle to give them an early lead, but Issa Diop made a great tackle to thwart him. Another great chance would come for Newcastle in the 39th minute as Wilson swivels and takes a shot that Leno had to make a save on. Many chances were generated for Newcastle in the first half, but they could not convert on them. 
It would not be good news for Newcastle fans to learn that Guimaraes would not start the second half due to injury. It was surprising to see how Wilson was not able to convert on many chances presented to him. Char was very close to scoring in the 60th minute from a free kick, but the ball hit the post. Fulham would be awarded a penalty in the 67th minute, and Mitrovic would take it. He would have a chance to score against his former club. He scored the penalty, however, it would not count as it was a double hit. Mitrovic played it off his standing foot, and this is something that I have not seen ever watching soccer. When I first watched this live, I was like, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. Um, That was definitely a moment that he will not be forgetting for a while. Newcastle would finally get their goal from Alexander Isak in the 88th minute, the substitute making an impact after his return from injury. It was a great flick from Wilson across to Isak. Diop was definitely unlucky as he was in the right place, but the ball rebounded off him, which is a reason as to why the goal happened. It was not the best win for Newcastle, but three points is three points. They are third in the Premier League and only just a point behind Manchester City. Fulham will feel hard done by the outcome as they really could have gotten more from this match. Marco Silva's side is sixth in the Premier League and two points behind Tottenham. Now let's look at Arsenal's 2-0 win at Tottenham. Nketiah was close to giving Arsenal the lead in the sixth minute after a poor giveaway from Tottenham. The Gunners were giving Tottenham problems from the beginning. An own goal from Lloris would give Arsenal the lead. And it was horrendous goalkeeping from the Tottenham keeper. But it is errors that we have become accustomed to seeing from Lloris. It all started from a great ball from Thomas Partey that found Saka. He went up 1v1 against Sesson Young and whipped the ball in as it spinned off Lloris' gloves and into the net. Sassion, I think, also should have done better defending Saka and not giving him space that he would have penetrated. Sun would have a chance to score in the 17th minute to tie the match, but Ramsdale would make a great save to deny him. Martinelli was very close to doubling the lead for Arsenal in the 24th minute as a shot went off the post. It was a great hit from the young Brazilian. Odegaard would double Arsenal's lead in the 35th minute, and deservedly so, as Tottenham at that moment were toothless. It was a great strike into the bottom corner. And it was his eighth goal of the season. An incredible signing for Arsenal. We can really see the impact that he has had on this team. Kane would have a chance to score that you would expect him to finish right before the end of the first half. But Ramsdale again denied him. In the second half, Tottenham looked more threatening. And Arsenal looked to be under pressure. However, nothing was getting past Ramsdale. Arsenal were well organized defensively to make sure that Kane and Son would not score. And Ketia would have a chance to ultimately put the game to bed in the 60th minute, but he was denied by Lloris. It was a great win for Arsenal. They showed no fear and had a great collective performance. The second half was not their best compared to the first half, but they do get the job done, and that is what they need to do if they want to win the Premier League. Arsenal, I think, are right now title favorites. They have some tough games coming up, but with the way they're playing right now, they can beat anybody. The young players on the squad seem to be relishing the moment, and there seems to be a great understanding of how Arsenal wants to play. Not to mention, they also have Mikel Arteta, who clearly has captured the belief of the Gunners. A big win as Arsenal extended their lead at the top of the table to 8 points. Tottenham once again disappointed, they defensively looked vulnerable and continued to not put on a good full 90 performance. Antonio Conte seems reluctant to change the way they play, and that for me is a concern because right now things don't seem to be working. Tottenham are now in 5th place after this loss. And there was an interesting moment after the match that happened, as... Tensions really started to be high with Tottenham fans after the loss. 
to the point that a Tottenham fan kicked Ramsdale in the back as he was getting his water bottle. That is completely unacceptable. I think that the FA needs to take drastic measures on this. I think the person who kicked Ramsdale in the back needs to be banned for life from entering any stadium because you cannot be doing those type of things. You cannot be kicking players in the back like that. I get it. Emotions are high, but at the end of the day, you also have to make sure that you're not endangering the safety of others. And that is what this fan did to Ramsdale, and it's completely unacceptable. So I hope the action will be taken on it. Well, that wraps up a crazy week of the Premier League, and thank you very much. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.